I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Tonight, we're broadcasting all over the country, all over the world, thanks to a lot of terrestrial radio stations and support from program directors who know what good radio is. I'd like for you to thank those program directors who air this program. Personally thank them. Send them a letter, an email, phone call. And for those that... Uh, answer to mandates from other networks you know call their program directors and say look you know ground zero is the best thing on the radio put it on the air that's all you got to do otherwise you can listen online by going to talkstreamlive.com that's talkstreamlive.com they of course uh, have different radio stations that certainly play our show and they uh, they have links that you can go to a directory if you will that you can go to certain radio stations and listen also they have a link to Aftermath.fm. Aftermath.fm is our own affiliate, so you know that you can go to Aftermath.fm for free. Listen from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Otherwise, if you want to listen to the show at your own time, if you want to find other references and things that we do, our little digital playground or social network, uh, your social network platform, you can go to Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Find out uh, what subscription rate is good for you, and please subscribe to it. It helps the show. And we do provide for you videos. We provide for you documents and other study groups and things, and other shows, too. If you want to listen to those shows, they're available at Aftermath.media. That is Aftermath.media. We are proud of Aftermath.media. It's, it's, it was an adventure. Oh, actually, it was something we decided to do in April, prior, uh, April of last year, prior to the you know, the cleaning house of, of those that uh, certainly have a lot to say but are, are frowned upon by what they're saying. Um, even though we're not necessarily a political show, uh, we do talk about political things sometimes because, of course, politics are certainly a part of our lives and we can't avoid them. Uh, but we don't take a political stand either way. We, we, we tend to, you know, we're equal opportunity offenders, I guess, on this program. Uh, speaking of which, I was watching today the, the morning news. And uh, I don't know if you caught this, but it was it was quite interesting. I saw President Biden today test driving a new electric truck that is being produced by the Ford Motor Company. And if anything, President Biden seems to want to be sure we remember him as the green president. After all, he wants to reduce carbon emissions by 50 percent. Good old President Joe decided he would make a joke before he put the pedal to the metal. I want to play you the exchange that was had between him and reporters. Listen to this. Mr. President, can you quick question on Israel before you drive? No, the you can't. <laughs> not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> I'm on the tease. Okay, here we go. You ready? See it, sir. So Biden jokingly threatened to run over a reporter um, <laughs> today. He was joking, of course. But um, I was, I was re- what I did is when I found out about this, I had to share it with somebody. So I, I give Wes a call. I wake him up. Actually, he was getting up anyway, but he sounded like he was, you know, trying to wake up and didn't have his coffee yet. And I said, hey, you got to hear the story. And so I said, you know, this, let me just read this to you. And so I was, I was looking at Business Insider, which, you know, I, I try to find more, you know, try to find as many articles as I can on certain subjects. And I found this in Business Insider. And there was a, there was a huge headline that said, 
Biden jokingly threatens to run over a reporter asking about Israel as he test drives new electric Ford truck. So let me quote the story exactly so I'm not making it up. It says, as President Joe Biden on Tuesday test drove Ford's new electric F-150 Lightning pickup truck, he joked that he would run over a reporter that asked him about Israel. Here's the clip again. Now listen to this. Here we go. Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive? No, the you can't. So I'm not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> I'm on the tease. So, okay, so no, you can't, not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. I'm only teasing. And Biden, of course, everybody was laughing and, you know, people were clapping. And then he floored the vehicle and drove away to the apparent delight of the reporters nearby. Now, I shared this story with Wes, but this is what I did. And this was what I figured I would do just for you, too, because I thought it would be very relevant. So I replaced President Biden's name with President Trump. So let's 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 change the words here. As President Donald Trump on Tuesday test drove Ford's new electric F-150 Lightning pickup truck, he joked that he would run over a reporter asking about Israel. Mr. President, President Trump, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive away since it's so important, the reporter said. No, you can't, not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. President Trump said with laughter, heard in the background, then he floored the vehicle and drove away to the apparent delight of the reporter. There wouldn't be delight. Okay, there wouldn't be any delight. There wouldn't be any happiness here. We would have nonstop coverage of this quote, and and it would be horrible. We'd be we'd be dealing with this, you know, for like six days. He threatened to run over a reporter. He wasn't joking. I can just imagine the media would be like, you know, what, what the media would be like if Trump said he would run down a reporter. So I, I guess they hated him, right? They they really really. Hated him, but but hey, to, to point out that the media has a double standard is a bad thing. Now, but pointing out inconsistencies in some of the stories we hear about on the news—that's wrong. Okay, it's anathema. No, 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 no. All cover-ups, false flags, conspiracies are just bad things to talk about, even though it is quite obvious that there are agendas. But but it would be beyond the pale. Uh, would it be on? I, I, I'm wondering. Would it be on the pale? to consider a false flag operation or something of the sort or a cover-up in order to continue pushing the green agenda? And that's a question that uh, I, I think is very important. Would we have a false flag or some other uh, cover-up or conspiracy to further this green agenda? But, you know, he's driving a, a Ford 150 electric Ford but that's not the conspiracy, and that's not the that's not the cover up or the agenda. We know that he wants to be the green president, I, and I always look forward to trying to define correctly what a false flag is. And many people use the term false flag to label something they believe didn't happen or that's fake or hoax. That's part of the definition. But the truth is, is that a false flag is usually carried out by your own government or some other actor that the government is aware of, and it is blamed on a patsy or a scapegoat. And from there, the government uses it to further an agenda. And I said from the beginning that there was something peculiar about the colonial pipeline attack, you know, the hack that happened. And now that it's back online, we can now go back and we can review the reasons why it has all the earmarks of a classic false flag. I was reading today in the Wall Street Journal, the operator of the colonial pipeline learned that it was in trouble at daybreak on May 7th when an employee found a ransom note from hackers on a control room computer. By that night, the company's chief executive came to a difficult conclusion. 
he had to pay. Joseph Blount, the CEO of Colonial Pipeline Company, told the Wall Street Journal that he authorized the ransom payment of nearly $5 million because executives were unsure how badly the cyber attack had breached its systems or how long it would take to bring the pipeline back online. Mr. Blount acknowledged publicly for the first time that the company had paid the ransom, saying there was an option that he felt he had to exercise, given the stakes involved in a shutdown of such critical energy infrastructure. The Colonial Pipeline provides roughly 45% of the fuel for the East Coast, according to the company. Now, I want to point out that the end result of this cyber attack smells of a false flag, a false flag attack. Officials had foreknowledge of this. They knew, and this is my this is my story, that the officials had foreknowledge of the attack, or they knew it was going to happen. It was planned in order to initiate a problem action or problem reaction solution model, something that is very effective in, in pushing an agenda or to create a conflict where the solution has already been waiting. And I've talked about this before. It's called the Hegelian dialectic, all right? And it's only part of the Hegelian dialectic. And I know I hear Tracy Twyman sitting on my arm right now saying, Clyde, tell him the whole thing. It would be a big object lesson in Marxism, an object lesson in Hegel, uh, an object lesson in, in, in how you know we take critical mass and move them from one way of thinking to another way of thinking because of crisis. But what I will do is I will tell you that uh, I learned of all of this from, from um, other, I guess you call them conspiracy theorists or conspiracy writers. One in particular is James Shelby Downer. Uh, he he he. Uh, I, I've spoken about James Shelby Downer many times on my show, and he was a notorious conspiracy theorist. He was, uh, you know, he was a, he was a bad guy. Let's just say this, but he was a conspiracy theorist, bad guy. But he had a lot of things that he wanted to reveal to the world. I mean, he had experiences in a lot of the secret societies, the enclaves, the the. I guess you could call them the Illuminati or even the KKK, and and he was he was he knew about what these guys would do to create initiates into their groups, and he was the guy who actually coined the term "revelation of the method." And this term evolved into what is now called predictive programming, and so Downard would claim that when the cryptocracies were about to commit a major crime or carry out one of their medieval melodramatic events that they would broadcast their attentions in advance through popular movies and television. It also appears that the revelation of the method is also being used by the mainstream news as well. I mean, the media, if you notice that when a crisis happens, they like to continue to push this crisis and push this crisis, demanding some solution. And the reaction from the public is where you stand up and voluntarily say, oh, yeah, okay, so COVID-19 happened. We'll lock ourselves in our homes. We'll put on masks. We'll socially distance. We won't visit our relatives. And we won't work. And we'll expect a check every month. You see, that's how it happens. You know, people's reactions are what they wanted to have in the first place. And so the solution is always give them what they want. If they want their rights taken away, we'll take them away. If they want a check, free lunch, we'll give it to them. If they don't want to work, thank God. We'll have a scarcity economy where everybody will own nothing and love it. You see what I'm saying? Anyway. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, 
a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.